Welcome to the X-Pack Podcast, your source for news regarding video games, esports, and everything media. Now, here are your hosts, Jacob and Dalton. What's up, guys? Welcome to another X-Pack podcast. Um, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, it's been a few weeks since we last recorded. Unfortunately, we've been busy and life's been crazy. So uh, not that we haven't had time, but it's hasn't been as much of a priority. So, um, But we're here now and we're ready to go. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh been a lot going on lately it's that time of the year especially with league of legends uh the season just ended so we have preseason madness which we'll talk about more later um but first we could probably get into uh esports stuff primarily again league of legends because of the roster changes and all that craziness that's happening right now um we last talked about uh, some of the changes, but there's a lot of the more drastic ones that have come since then. Um, so yeah. we have uh, most of the, well, I guess not most, but at least a few of the, the rosters have been set, and primarily it's because of IAM coming up. Like TSM kind of had to get a had to get a roster together, um, which obviously I think some of them are going to be permanent. Um, the biggest one being Double Lift, no longer on CLG, now on TSM. Um, so TSM's full roster is going to be Hanser in the top lane, Sven Skarin in the jungle, Bjergsen is still in mid, um, then we have Double Lift, and we have Kasing as support. Um, so I'm pretty excited for this roster. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good mixture. Um, I've, I've been... I don't know. Like I kind of forgot Hunter was a thing. He's um, pretty damn. And he, I think he's a solid top laner, and I think he's going to be a consistent person to bring in after having Dyrus. Um, uh, Sven Skarin, I think, can, I think, I don't know. See, I don't know if I've really paid enough attention to him lately to really know what he's doing, but I feel like if they have confidence in him, then there's a reason for it. Um, and and obviously they're hoping that he can work together with the team. So yeah, I think that's what they need in the jungler more than anything. Like if you look at them, you know, historically the way they play the game, that's pretty much all they need a jungler for is the backbone. Yeah. Um, Hanser, I'm actually pretty hyped for because not only did he show up pretty well when he did play in the LCS, but also uh, <coughs> I remember Dyer saying, I don't remember if it was Twitter, Tumblr something he said that Hanser was like one of the only top laners in NA that was basically just better than him hmm. like he fully admitted Hanser was just better than him in almost every way so if that's true when we see him on a good team I think he'll he'll be good for it yeah and then obviously we have Bjergsen who's still still around thank god um didn't have to replace everybody um and then we got Double Lift, who obviously Stoked for that. I can't believe he's finally on my favorite team. That's crazy. But it's it's going to be interesting because 
I don't know. I, I, I love Doublelift because of the way he plays. I know he's a cocky asshole, which is, you know, it, it makes him entertaining. So I can't really, like, it's not like I don't like him for that. Okay. Probably not somebody I would want to play with on my team. But he's, like I said, entertaining and very, very uh, mechanically apt. But it's going to be interesting to see how they balance everything out because it's like I feel almost like in the in the last years or the last moments of this TSM team that we were kind of used to, it was like Bjergsen took everything on his shoulders in a lot of ways because Turtle wasn't really showing up anymore or at least they weren't letting him, whatever happened there. And Doublelift is used to doing the exact same thing on another team. Right. So it's kind of like... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they, like, wh- what they do as a team, like, where their focus is set. Um, I know that they talked about, I know Sven Skarin talked about in the video, he talked about uh, setting his sights on mid and helping mid a lot. Um, Big surprise. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, Doublelift will definitely be getting a lot of attention as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see him playing with Kasing, obviously they've been playing like duo Q and stuff like that, but it's totally different than um, like an actual land setting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them. Uh, I think Kasing is a really solid support and I'm pretty, um, I'm, I'm excited to, that he's playing with, with this team. I, I think overall it's, it's a solid roster and I'm excited for it. Only thing I'm a little sad about is I really was hoping that Bunny Fufu was going to be on TSM. Like when I was thinking before they announced anybody who who you know who's going to replace everyone, I was really hoping for a TSM bunny foo foo. I like that guy; he's good. Yeah, I could. I could, yeah, I would. I could get behind that too. Um, but he is actually um, joining Cloud Nine as a sub. So Cloud Nine has had some roster changes as well. Um, Lemonation has retired from playing, and I think is going to be helping coach i'm not entirely certain about that but i heard some a couple people talking about it um high is now moving down to support <laughs> for whatever reason with bunny fufu as the sub and then they're adding rush in the jungle and i think rush is a good pickup because oh yeah i think rush is a super solid jungler so i'm um, de- uh, definitely a different play style than medios i think but um I think it, I think he'll be able to oh, do what they man. need. Can you imagine? Which I mean, we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. But can you imagine Medios in this like this meta that's coming around right now? Be weird. He would get just yeah. And strong. that's the other thing is that I think Double Lift is perfect for this meta. So. Oh God, yes. yeah, he's gonna so have he's a gonna, blast. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's Cloud9, and then we got Liquid, who, uh, Special is officially a free agent now, um, won't be playing with them, uh, and then they actually, which I forgot to talk about, but TSM did get a new coaching staff as well, um, their head coach has been, like, a baseball coach, and he has all this experience with sports and everything, really cool to see they're bringing in someone who's not necessarily as attuned to esports, but someone who has a solid coaching background, um, and then they have a they uh, oh my goodness I'm what is it what is his name, he was a coach for. Fnatic. 
He was nope. the he was the second like the assistant coach. I don't know. He got me. <laughs> I don't remember. He's he wasn't the head coach, but he was one of the coaches for Fnatic this last season. So that's pretty cool. He's he. I mean, they did really well this season. So um, it'll be cool to have a new coaching staff. And so Loco Doco, who was coaching, uh, moved to uh, Liquid uh, to be a content creator. Um, so basically, he's going to be streaming and. Uh, making videos on YouTube and different things like that for them, um, which is very interesting. And I'll try and keep my opinion to myself. Um, but like my tongue real hard. Yeah. Um, so, but the another big, pretty big thing is um, a team and energy. It's NRG energy, whatever. Um, are now joining the LCS. They were they essentially bought out. Uh, Team Coast spot, um, and they're owned by a couple of millionaires that are like also partial owners of the Sacramento Kings, I think. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but it's kind of cool seeing it like getting that attention at the same time. But uh, their roster right now is Impact, Moon, GBM, Con, Quan, and Alltech. So it's kind of a scary roster, to be honest. Uh, Obviously, be. Impact is a world champion. Uh, Moon, GBM, Conquan all have their past being on really good teams. And then Alltech, who has been someone that's kind of gotten, like, shifted around. Yeah, and he's but, always been a solid player. Yeah, he's. I think he's always been good. So It's kind of... I don't know, though. I'm a little... I'm a little iffy about it, though. Like, I think they'll do okay, yeah. but I think it's going to be another one of those things. Uh, what was that team we had? TIP. Yeah. I think it'll be like TIP. They're going to go ham, and they're, you know, they're going to take a while to find their place if they do. I think that it'll but, go one of two ways. I think they'll just come blazing out of the gate and, like, probably steamroll a few ways, and then people will figure out what they're doing and then counter, or they're just going to have a hard time finding their footing. And this meta might fit them though. Yeah. With people but... like Impact and Moon, they're they're known as pretty aggressive players. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But uh, um, so that's the main roster type things uh, happening, especially in NA. Um, obviously there's some stuff in uh like EU and LCK that's like people becoming free agents and stuff like that. Um, Power of Evil to join uh, Origin. Um, although not necessarily going to be replacing Xpeke, is just going to be playing as well, um, which is kind of interesting. But other than that, uh, we have IEM San Jose coming up, um, kind of a big event for uh, all esports, really. Um, there's going to be League and Counter-Strike, big names there. Uh, but so for the League side, there's going to be TSM, CLG, Origin, uh, and then it was supposed to be Fnatic, however, they backed out for whatever reason, and they have Unicorns of Love replacing them. Um, and then from China, we have LGD, and from Korea, we have Gen Air Green Wings. Um, the NA and the EU is, uh, like, fan-voted, mm. um, but the other two are invite-based, I believe. Um, so uh, it'll be kind of cool just seeing more competition on that kind of level on a big stage and stuff like that and then um as far as counter-strike goes i can't remember all the teams that are going to be there but i know that envious is not going to make it hmm. 
So that'll be kind of interesting. They're just coming off their big win at uh, the ESL uh, championship. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's the main things for esports. Speaking of ESL, something that I read that I thought was kind of interesting is, uh, I guess, MGO, Metal Gear Online, is trying to get their foot in the door with competitive games. They're uh, they're having... It's kind of weird. I, I, I don't... It's not really specific right here, but basically they're uh, starting December 1st. They're going to have, uh, well, first of all, the regions included were North America, Latin America, Europe, and uh, Asia, Australia regions. And basically every month there's going to be a $1,000 prize pool for each region. And then it's supposed to run all the way to the end of February. So it's like a total of 12000 in, in a prize pool and it's just kind of it it's interesting i don't know if they're using this just to try and see if people will enjoy it or what because metal gear online doesn't really have like a you know there's no ranking system there's no there's no team builder or anything like that right. so pretty much what it's going to be is i guess uh early december they're rolling out a new patch for it that's letting them make uh you know, private lobbies that are very specific for, you know, certain, you know, weather control, what type of vehicle spawn so they can balance things out, I suppose. And then uh, letting it, because used to the way the game was, well, you know, once you joined in, as soon as two people started, the round would start and then it just filled up. So now they're making it to where it's, you know, you have to fill up teams on each side. So I guess it's kind of like a tournament setting right. uh, without really having an actual dedicated server for that so hmm. it's going to be interesting but it'll be i think it'll be cool if if it just gets them out there a little bit because i'd really like to see a ranking system in that game and see it take off because what's happened in the past with every metal gear online is it has this really strong fan base and then it just kind of dies because hmm. they just don't support it right so if they could make some money and actually support it that'd be awesome plus it you know it's just fun. Like that, I've played it, and it's just it. It actually is very fun, and I can yeah. see it being competitive. It just needs that little extra polish. So, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I I think the idea of more games becoming more competitive is definitely something that's exciting and good. Um, which kind of actually ties in with something I was going to talk about later with Overwatch, um, because of. They're originally and kind of early on uh, in the stages of the beta and stuff like that. People were saying that as a casual game, but there's a lot of people coming out and saying like, no, like this is not going to be a casual game. This is not, or well, like obviously it can be, but this, that this game will have a competitive side and it will have like legitimate players and things like that. Um, and I think it's kind of a a test to um, uh, to Blizzard. Um, because obviously that's part of the reason why it's popular is because Blizzard has made it, and it's obviously it's really well done, it's really well polished, and it's good. Um, but there are other games like that, uh, like it out there, like Paladins and Battleborn, both of which I played and are fun. Um, Paladins is still super early, so um, it's a little bit different to see. But um, just that kind of fast-paced uh, first-person shooter with abilities and i don't know i don't really it's kind of a genre of its own now i'm not really sure if it has a name it's um, like the evolution of shooter into moba almost yeah it's kind of a crossover i think that's probably the best way but um 
and to see if that game really takes off and if that means that the other games similar to that will also have competitive sides to it or not or if it kind of depends on the quality of the game um battleborn has a lot of different mechanics as far as because it has like creeps and and uh mini or minions whatever you want to call them and stuff like that um and paladins is way fast paced like super fast paced um and then there is uh one other one that i cannot remember the name right now but it's still in like like they're barely just now revealing like different characters from it. Um, um, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. know. But um, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see where this kind of fits in and what. It's always interesting when a game starts to become competitive, uh, and seeing if like sponsors pick it up or players and and people like switching and um all that jazz because uh, like we've always had like the steady like the co- counter-strike and the um black or the uh, sorry the call of duty um games where like you know like we're expected to have those to be competitive um and then well, like when league of legends first started out like it was super small and then people it just got that momentum and and i'm wondering if if overwatch and these kind of games have what it takes to really pick that up so i think they do but i i would say overwatch is a probably the best bet on it oh yeah yeah because when it comes down to it any of those you know any of those games that are like league could have been competitive but they don't have the money to back that up right out the gate and league took the time to like you know their their business model early on you knew that that's what they was that's that that's what they aimed for because once they rolled out with the lcs like it just it exploded and it's because it was produced even though back then it was still kind of eh, but you know it was still leagues over any other game that just tried to get on the scene. They kind of forced their way onto the scene by just being better than any other MOBA as far as production value. And I, I think Overwatch, you know, it's Blizzard. They have the money to do that. Yeah, and they've they already. I mean, they did a little bit of BlizzCon and stuff like that, um, like competitiveness. Uh, announcing and whatever stuff like that and obviously they have all the connections they need for stuff like that so yeah um, yeah i think that'll be pretty solid i think i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say (coughs) blizzard kind of needs another game to hit the competitive scene because i feel like starcraft might be dying out soon see they just did the uh new expansion they did and it's sold really well. Uh, however, it's what some of the stuff that I was reading was that it's a lot of people buying this for single player. Yep. Um, and I and think that... that is definitely and like for that's I I didn't buy it. Um, I have played games in the expansion because I have friends that have it. So right. like it gives you access, which I think is really cool. But um, and it is it is pretty cool. It changed some things and added some new things and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of one of those that it's really niche and like really certain people are good at it or want to be good at it. Uh, yeah, I think the popularity of it just kind of speaks to itself when this is a game put out by Blizzard. They just came out with a new expansion and when the expansion came out, it was still like the seventh most viewed game on Twitch, yeah. which isn't very good. Yeah, but... it was also at the same time as... It was on the same day as Fallout. No. Yeah, it was. 
it was it was like wasn't it the same day or the day after or something like that? It, it was close, or but I don't think before. it was the same day. It was day, like around I mean, around the same time, but yeah. But even when it actually just released, like, and the funny thing is, everybody was saying, "Oh, Fallout, you know, top of the Twitch, you know, everything like that." If you went to Fallout and clicked on it, the only reason it was there is because fucking Summit was playing <laughs> Fallout. Yeah, it was Summit. A couple of the top streamers, but yeah, it's true. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I think Blizzard is definitely looking to this one to be kind of one of their revival games. Um, which, speaking of Blizzard, they are releasing alphas for Legion today, I guess. Um, people have been posting about it um, for testing that. So that'll be kind of interesting to hear. I'm not really sure how much they can actually say or if That's they can to stream say. it or anything. I doubt um, it. I'd have to look. Uh, I know some of the streamers i follow are like they do stream warcraft world of warcraft so it'll be interesting to see if they are allowed to do anything i don't think that they are but we'll see i don't think they would because i feel like this is a wow expansion and they kind of need that hype train to keep it going yeah that's true so yeah. yeah so but it'll be interesting to at least see if they can say how good it is or if yeah i mean anything or anything would be nice. it, like, yeah um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. But um, and then bouncing off of that with World of Warcraft uh, at BlizzCon, they did show the first actual Warcraft trailer, um, and it looks really cool. I'm pretty excited for it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I was a little skeptical at first, but uh, um, I'm actually really happy with the art direction that they took it. Yeah, in. it looks it looks really it looks like good. A, like it looks like a video game movie. Yeah, visually it looks really good. Um, I haven't like I haven't followed Warcraft forever and stuff like that, but it'd be really cool to see like it translate onto the big screen. And well, it's so early in the timeline, it yeah. really it's not gonna relate too much. Like you'll see characters you recognize, right. but, but yeah, it, it I when I saw like the Alliance guards and they had like that bright blue, I was like, wow, you know, they were ballsy enough to do that. Like I felt <laughs> like it had to go one of two ways. Like it either had to be super gamey or it was just gonna be like. Kind of like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, you know what I mean? Like, because right. I mean, so much of that lore overlaps. You know, it's hard to. But the orcs look like orcs, and the the, the alliance people, like you can tell right away. Like you can't yeah, mistake that for anything. It's very recognizable as Warcraft, yeah. and I think that's very important for this because it's very branded, obviously. So, and I mean, it's a Warcraft movie. Like even if the plot is subpar, like if if you get to see like awesome visuals and yeah. stuff, you know, it's still gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, that's very true. So. Yeah, I would be looking forward to that. Um, and then, so obviously we've had some new releases. We've mentioned Fallout. Um, so Fallout 4 came out last week, right? Yep. It's, it's been a week. No. Yeah. Has no, it? it's been, it's been, it came out on a, it Tuesday, came out on a Tuesday, Yeah, I believe. So, so yeah, it's... Um, I'm losing track. But, um, and then uh, Battlefront came out yesterday. Star Wars Battlefront, the new one. Um, came out yesterday, um, and then Black Ops 3 did come out also the same week as Fallout, I believe. Yep. Um, uh, so Fallout obviously looks incredible. Um, there are some game-breaking bugs out there. It's Bethesda. Um, but that's bound to happen with a game like that, with how big it is. Um, from what I understand, it's really fun. You play it. You tell me. Yeah, I got like 80 hours in it already. But it... It is amazing. There's there's no way you can't like 
it, it's just kind of weird. You know, like, I didn't care about Fallout reviews. It was one of those games where it's just like, I mean, it's... When the next Elder Scrolls come out, are you going to be like, oh, this one might suck? <laughs> like, you don't really think that about right. a Bethesda game. Like, you, they give you what you expect, which is exactly what this game is. They did... They did take a little bit of risks, I guess, with some of the mechanics that I think are fun. Some people didn't really like them, but I, I felt like it was nice to have something different than just like a new storyline to play Fallout over. Right. Um, I had some concerns. Like when you start up the game, you know, you could pull up your pit boy and look at the map and it looked super tiny and I got mm -hmm. scared. But there's so much depth and so much crammed into that map that, nah, it's, it's amazing. It, they honestly, I like it better that way than, you know, I don't know. How much Fallout 3 did you play? I, I played, like, a decent amount of Fallout 3. I don't think I finished it, but I got pretty far, so. Well, you know, like, Fallout 3, you're always kind of, like, cornered off by walls and stuff. You right. know, there'd be, like, a ruined building, and it was kind of like a lot of walking, and then you would have a point of interest, and then a lot more walking. And this one, it like, when you get into the city, it's a city. Like, almost every door opens, every building is accessible, there's a big tower, you can go to that. Like, there's lower levels, upper levels, there's just so much more that going into a, you know, just a, a big building and clearing it is an adventure of itself. So it's, they did a really good job with that, and it, it kind of breathed new life into it. I think that was probably the most important thing they did that people kind of overlook, is just it, it feels more realistic i guess like you know if you walk into a city you would expect to be able to explore the buildings right you know? <laughs> yeah i mean it, it i i out of 10 i'd still give it a you know it's a, it's a solid nine not really anything to complain about but also nothing that'll completely blow your mind except some of the uh base building things they added is pretty awesome yeah yeah that's cool besides that it's pretty much what you would expect awesome and then Battlefront, um, looks amazing. It looks super fun. I wish I had it, but I don't. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in it. Really? Yeah. From what I've watched, I mean, I want, I want it just because. I it's want it, but but I'm not gonna pay full price for it. I'm yeah. I'll, I made I'll get that, it as soon I as I can. Decision. I I remember when we talked about it before, and we talked about how it was kind of for us a lot about progression. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they didn't do much with that. It, I mean, it'll still be fun, but I can already tell you, like, I'd play it for, you know, a couple days out of the week for the first couple weeks, you know, have a little bit of hype over it, have fun, and then I would probably forget about it. Um, I mean, I, st I mean, all the way up until they closed the servers, I still played Battlefront 2. So <laughs> I just, like, that's yeah, just, I mean, like, for me, I just, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just not something like, even if I had the game right now, I wouldn't be playing it over any of the other games I have. So it doesn't really justify me paying full price. Right, right. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying for what the game is, I just, um. But. And then Black Ops Three, which we've talked about Call of Duty briefly. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be buying Black Ops Three. Uh, I think they've done some interesting things with it. Um, I still think that they might be trying a little bit too hard in that they're trying they like they try these quote unquote like revolutionary things that they add to their game and it's it either feels half assed um, 
Yeah, it either feels like they had this kind of cool idea and then they just didn't know how to execute it really, or it feels like they've put too much focus into one idea that's really not that great. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it, I mean, it looks it looks like a pretty decent Call of Duty game. So I've played it on on John's PlayStation, right. and I mean. It's, it's kind of weird because everybody complains about Call of Duty not changing, but they change stuff in this one, and I don't like it. Hmm. Like, the class-based combat, it's almost kind of like they were trying to ride that Overwatch TF2 feel. But it's Call of Duty, so it all just feels kind of bleh. Yeah. Like, you could play the chick with a bow, and you would think, oh, that's awesome, I get my super up, and then I can shoot bow and everything, but it just... it. It feels cool the first two times you do it, and then you realize, holy shit, this is OP. I just spam this ability whenever my bar's full, just like you spam kill streaks and all the other. Right. And it, yeah. it just, eh, it just yeah. didn't hook me. That's what I mean. Like they, that's what, like I was saying with like, where they probably too, put too much effort into this one thing, but it really didn't turn out that great. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's okay. I mean, there's definitely it's, still a scene there, and. It, I'm kind of just waiting for them to do something that, like, where I I look at it. Like, when Modern Warfare 2 came out, I was super excited for that game, right? Yeah. And since then, Definitely. I've lost yeah. all, like, I've lost all interest, like, completely. Well, see, to me, that was because Modern Warfare 2, like, Modern Warfare, or what was it, just Call of Duty 4? That's all yeah, it was called, Yeah, Call of Duty right? 4, well, it was Modern Warfare. So, okay, that Modern game, War yeah, that one, to me, was, like... I loved that game so much, but yeah. See, I loved that one, and then you had your loadouts and everything, and at that point, like, the logical next step is what they did. They gave you a bunch of customization. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like, to me, once they hit that pinnacle, if they had just supported that game and not put one out every year and just kind of said, okay, this is our game, this is how this game works, and then they just built upon that, I think Call of Duty would be less of a bad taste in everybody's mm -hmm. mouth. Because Modern Warfare 2, I loved it. Like it was, yeah, it was fun. so much fun. You yeah. had the customization. It still felt it was it was fast, but it wasn't it wasn't over the top. You know what I mean? And then after that, everything just felt over the top. Like, oh, now you can throw an axe. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could have been that, DLC. That's when it started. That's when it started to like kind of spiral. Was when with the whole Treyarch and Infinity Ward, and then going back and forth and everything like that, um, it's, it got pretty crazy, and it's just been kind of spiraling further and further since then. So, um, but yeah, like I uh, like I'm just waiting for them to do something where like I read it or I watch it, and I'm like, holy cow! Like I want to play this game. Like I'm just waiting for that. Um, like even Zombies seems seems played out now, and uh, like I don't know. It's just not really like nothing about it really catches my catches my my attention anymore. So yeah, it's uh, like they they choose to recycle and barely change the mechanics instead of just improving on mechanics that were already there and just saying, right. hey, we're gonna support this game for the next couple of years. Like we're done, you know, right. we're done using it as a cash cow. Like, yeah. and it's kind of too late for them to do that now. But I think it, what they I think like it, I feel like it would be the best thing if they just like worked on one really hard for like three years like did not put out a game for like three years and then just yeah. put out a super solid call of duty like reboot the franchise almost like and just make a good solid game 
and then I would probably play it, but we'll see. I kind of doubt they're going to do that. Um, uh, so another, I guess, shooter that's kind of got stuff happening. Um, Rainbow Six Siege is having a open beta that will start the 23rd of November. That's actually only four days from now. Um, so early next week. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I've, I've, I was fairly excited when they first like announced it and showed it and talked about it. Um, since then I've been disappointed by it already. However, I'm excited to get my hands on it. I always like, I would always much prefer to just to get my hands on it and play it, which is why I'm excited for the overwatch beta this weekend as well. Um, so that'll be really cool to be able to, uh, actually play it and see, um, hopefully they've fixed some of the things since the last, um, alphas and betas. So, uh, we'll see how that goes and we'll probably get our hands on it and maybe be able to talk about it next week. So I could see myself playing that game more than some of the others. I mean, it, it I just, uh, I, my thing is, like, we play Counter-Strike so much, I don't know if, like, a, a shooter like that is, I like, I, I don't think Vegas, or, sorry, Siege will replace Counter-Strike for me, oh, right? Spe- God, no. But it's that somewhat, it's that competitive, um, like, risk-reward, I don't know, like, it's kind of a niche, like, shooter in itself, um, so I, I don't know. But it's yeah, a, like I said, I'll be happy to get my hands on it. So, it, it's a little more. I could see it being a little more. I guess more casual. I wanted yeah. to say more fun, but that's not. It's just fun in a different way. Yeah. Um. It. it that game is just hard to explain, man. Yeah. It's like and they tried to do two different things, and like I said, I won't know until I play it. Yeah. But. That's, that, what that's why I'm what, from what I we originally saw to what like I saw from people playing it, I was there was a disconnect kind of for me and I wasn't super impressed. But once I get my hands on it and I'll play it, I'm sure I'll be impressed. Because um, I I mean I love Tom Clancy games and Rainbow Six games, so it'll, I'm sure it'll at least be fun. Um, now whether that means that we'll end up buying it, who knows? But yeah, yeah. So. Um, we already talked about WoW a little bit, but another MMO that's got kind of exciting is Guild Wars 2 just came out with their first Raid Wing a couple days ago. Um, I haven't been able to get my hands on it because I haven't hardly been on Guild Wars, but, um, from what I understand, it's, uh, super difficult. So it's super hard, like average guild, uh, definitely not able to do it in the first day, uh, from what I understand. Um, uh, but there was a bunch of controversy because, um, so basically what they did was they let a couple of the top guilds, um, test it for them. And so when it came out, they obviously instantly completed it basically like within minutes. And then those guilds went on to post on their websites and on social media about how good they were and stuff like that. Um, when, uh, ArenaNet never told the general Guild Wars 2 population that they were letting them test it. So oh, there was wow. some controversy with that. Um, but it's kind of been resolved. They just basically told them to stop talking about <laughs> it. Um, Shut up. Stuff like that. So I think that it was it was kind of silly and whatever. But um, I think it's 
I'm I, st I really want to get into it, but I'm so like set on Counter Strike right now. So <laughs> yeah, I have a, like I I love Guild Wars, but I've just had so much trouble like sitting down and just yeah. playing. Yeah, when the expansion first came out, I was like playing it nonstop, and now I'm just kind of like still I'm doing my dailies and stuff like that. But uh, it's hard for me to just like sit down and play it for a while. But that's probably just my fault. But um, like I said, I have my sights set on my next Counter Strike rank, so so I'm gonna get it. I'm just so close. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, um, and so wait, uh, um. So we forgot to talk about, or not forgot, but we didn't yet talk about uh, the league preseason as far as the game goes. We talked about, like, rosters and whatever. But um, the big preseason patch came out, uh, 5.22. Uh, uh, and um, so, yeah, lots of big changes. Uh, items, masteries, uh, champions, specifically AD carries. Got big kinda, overhaul. It, it's kind of weird though. It's like changes, but I, they don't feel like big changes. They feel like quality of life. Like every single one of them yeah, just was like quality of life changes. Right, but there's yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I have no complaints over no. the changes. Um, and I mean, if anything, I really, really like them. Um, especially since uh, how I like to play AD carry, and I feel like I can do that again and like actually carry. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting i think this season is going to be a lot of fun i think it's it's already a lot more fast paced it's already like feels more i don't know it feels i don't know i feel like last day last season there was so many just long games that were stalled out and then it was both teams are at full items and it was like whoever would throw first yeah last season was like throwback to season two yeah it was just like tank meta with like maybe one or two carries and just full out team fights all the time, and every fight was like judged by who had one summoner more than the other guy, yeah. and then they would just win because they've been equal for so long, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Which so. which is it, the weird part about that was with last season, it's like they buffed towers and everything, so it forced teams that even if they did do good in team fights, they still couldn't end the game. Whereas used to, it was like, if you got so tanky, you would just walk through the towers. <laughs> right. And then so now they changed early game, like, as far as snowballing. Like, if you're level advantage, then your keeps get buffed. And um, with the changes to tower uh, armor and stuff like that, um, I think it's it's a really healthy thing to make the game go faster. Like, yep. I think, like, if a team starts winning, they should be able to keep that progression going. Uh, obviously, there's there should always be room for, you know, back and forth. But I think that if it's going to be a steamroll, let it be a steamroll. Like, let the game finish in 15 minutes. Um, so I think it'll be a pretty cool season, especially, like, competitive. I think it'll be interesting to see some of the stuff that people do. Hopefully it's not the same old, same old. Uh, um, well, it's I just going to we'll... be a lot more risk of reward. I mean, you're either going to make the play or you're going to screw your team over because you failed yeah yeah so yeah i think it'll be an exciting season and i'm excited to play again like this is the first time i've had fun playing a league like actually had fun playing league of legends in a, quite a while so um yeah i'm excited yeah. so yeah. i mean i was okay in last meta solo queue wise because 
tank meta, man. I love yeah, tanks. Yeah, I mean, it was, but it just wasn't, like, like, I lost interest because I just wasn't having as much fun anymore. Bot lane sucked last season. Well, yeah. Bot lane was fucking worthless last season. Yeah. Except for pushing. That's, like, all they were there for. Mm. And then that the whole 40-minute right-click a lot is ADC. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, yeah. And then you had something else. I don't remember what it was, but... I had a couple little things. They're they're not uh, PC gaming related. Well, I guess they kind of are. But um, the big thing is uh, the Game Awards are coming back, which I don't know if you... Uh, I believe they had one last year. They were kind of a replacement for the Spike TV Video yeah, Game Awards, yeah. which sucked. But the Game Awards are actually kind of nice. Right. They're... Uh, I think they're going to have a... The way they're doing it now is they have like a jury of... Um, 32 members of the media basically pick the nominees mm-hmm. and uh, everything gets voted on, et cetera, et cetera. And they have it set up pretty nice uh, this year. One thing I like about it is not only are they doing it by category, so you won't have what happened last year, which was kind of like, I think it was Bioshock Infinite that got Game of the Year <laughs> and best, best Xbox game. But yet it didn't make the PC category at all. So it's like it didn't count as a PC game. Hmm. So they fixed that. Or they say they did. If they follow what they said they're right. going to do. Um, which is easier to do now too because most games are multi-platform. Right. But um, what I'm excited about is apparently The Witcher 3 is already winning all the nominations. <laughs> well, and it, it pretty much 100% deserves it. But what I thought was interesting, which is something I just kind of want to touch on real quick, is... Basically, the top three games um, are all open-world games with some sort of RPG element. We've had open-world games for a while now, but my god, are they everywhere now. Like, yeah. this is it's starting to become like a straight-up evolution. Like, if you make an RPG game or a single-player game and it's not open-world, I feel like people are just going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Why can't I go over there? So like I mean our, our like the top three nominees are The Witcher, uh, Metal Gear, and Fallout Four. Those are like the top three everybody's talking about. Right. But the other thing that's cool that kind of ties into what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast is it's also going to include some esports stuff, which I think is awesome. Hmm. Uh, they're going to have three specific categories that are chosen by the fans. It's esports game of the year, player of the year, and team of the year. Oh wow. That's cool. So I think that's pretty awesome. And it's all going to be streamed over Twitch, YouTube, Steam, pretty much all the big streaming services. So You can't see right now, but I'm uh, pointing to the Team Solo Mid logo on my sweatshirt. So Nice, nice. <laughs> well, you know, next season I'll be a TSM fan, so I can actually agree with you on that oh now. Gosh, we can finally just... <laughs> Never mind, I was going to let's not get out of hand here i can't remember what i was gonna say so. people might actually listen to this i couldn't think of a yeah anyways <laughs> <laughs> um and then a bit of sad news and i i'm think it's gonna be sad news for you too i guess deus ex got delayed because yeah, no I... I don't know why i'm this is a stupid question but i just why does this have to keep happening i want more edge i want that deus ex like Oh, I just want annoying. more Deus Ex. Like, I screwed myself over because I saw, like, all the trailers for Deus Ex Mankind Divided come out. And I got so hyped right away that I just had to replay uh, Human Evolution. Mm-hmm. And then the exact 
same thing happened the first time I played Human Evolution, and I was just there like, I need another game. Yeah. I need more of this. Why? And now I have to wait till fucking August. Yeah, that's a while. That's a that's a good that's while. A while. But yeah, that's. But hopefully, it's gonna be solid because of that. Yeah, I mean that's the hope. I mean, and that was what we talked about that what probably the first or second week about when Mirror's Edge they pushed it back, um, like just in hoping that that means that it's gonna be more polished and it's gonna be more complete. Um, right. Because I would rather they take their time and have it be a finished game that I don't necessarily have to patch all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. But no, I mean uh, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much all I had. Uh, I feel like we didn't have as much as we thought we were going to have. Well, I mean, there's still. I mean, obviously, there's other stuff that happened in the past three weeks, but uh, it's just kind of hard. I have to. I have to stop myself because when I play these single player games, since there's no real news for the single player game besides what people are saying about it, I just want to do review about it. But then I'll take up an hour for each one, so I have to. I have yeah. to stop. But um, I think that's it. We're looking over our list again to make sure. Yeah, I think that's it. So, um, yeah, I guess that's going to be it for uh, today's tonight's episode. Um, if you want, you guys can check us out um, on Twitch. Uh, mine is twitch.tv slash spiffyish. His, it, yours is twitch.tv slash Damon Bjorn. Damon Bjorn. Uh, I'll probably put a link in the description because ain't nobody know how to spell that. Uh, Unless you're Swedish. If you're Swedish, you'll get it right away. Maybe. We'll see. But um, And then I my Twitter is Spiffyish Games. Um, I think, yeah. And then you can subscribe to us on iTunes uh, as well as on YouTube. Um, uh, also, Spiffyish Games is my YouTube and that's where these go up uh, for the video portion and then the audio is, goes up on on iTunes, um, and yeah, we we'll hope to. Uh, if you did make it this far, then thank you for listening, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>